what did you have to do to kind of get started? And then tell me again about some of the struggles, you know, that you had during that time. Man, first, let me say it was tough. <laughs> okay. Um, it's always emotional when I talk about it. So I don't want to cry or nothing. And if I do, like, audience, please forgive me. <laughs> but um, it was tough being the first black female to do it here. Um, because like, um, everyone else here was just, they were already like positioned in their career doing it. They've been doing it for years. And then you got this little black girl out of nowhere talking about she finna start a school. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in territories. So it was like, how am I going to do this on somebody else's territory? There are the schools here and who am I to just jump up and want to take their spot? You know, like you got to pay homage to these people. I believe that. So it was a rough, rough area trying to fit into their game. Um, and you have to learn how to play by their rules. So um, turning in the paperwork for the state was hard because, like I said, I don't have a college education. I didn't know a lot of stuff. So um, my application was rejected almost 22 times. 22 times? Yes. It wow. was sent back. Nope, rejected, rejected. Did they give you a reason why they rejected Every it? Every time, and I didn't understand it because the stuff I was reading, I'm like, what? What does she mean? What do they mean by this? But there was a lady there um, in compliance, Miss Linda. Every time I called her, she was as sweet as pie. Nah, even though she was sweet, I still didn't understand what she was saying <laughs> because I didn't have no education behind it to know those big words. So I'm literally on the phone with her going through the Google dictionary trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean? What right. does this mean? Right. Okay, so she means this like all the time because I was like doing this on my own because I reached out to people for help, but either they wanted too much money or they didn't think it was worth it. So they were like, why would you want to do that? Like, that don't make any sense. I'm like, oh, God, we got to explain this all over again. So yeah. I just had to go with the flow on my own. So I had to make mistakes, um, get the application rejected, um, paying money every time you send in the application because it's right. not free. So I'm like, oh, my God, here and what, we go and, again. And what is that, not to cut you off, but what is that application for? What's, what are you filling out? For the state to approve you to be a certified school. Okay. So, because okay. you got a lot of people that can run the school, you know, behind doors, you know, and they can, because legally you could train 10 people a year without having any type of licenses. But now that, you know, the FMCSA has changed that law after February 7th, you have to be in their, in their listing for ELDT training. But the thing was before you could just get 10 people every year and you can train them and then you could rent a truck. So you really didn't have to. Um, people were doing it on the, you know, right. the back level. Right. And so I didn't want to do it on the back level. I really wanted to be legal. I wanted to have a legalized school certified. I wanted to have, I wanted to be recognized by the state for what we were doing. So it was definitely difficult for us because it was like all these corners that I just didn't know in a political part of it. I did. I didn't have anybody to mentor me in that and say, okay, you can't turn this in. Okay, these have to look like this. Okay, this thesis has to say that. And because I didn't have college education, a lot of stuff was just over my head. Right. So for me, it was just learning these words, learning to talk like them so that I can get what get to where they needed me to be. Gotcha. I guess that was, you know. Got you. So aside from compliance and turning in paperwork, what are some other costs that, you know, you had to incur? Finding the building. Okay. Okay. <laughs> finding the building to have a classroom. Yep. And not only finding a classroom, the parking lot to have a driving range. Because you can go get a classroom now. You can go to a hotel and rent out their conference room. 
Right. 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 But then it's like you can't you can't drive in a hotel parking lot. So now it's like finding an empty lot that was also convenient for them to get to because you don't want the students to be over here and then they got to drive 30 miles away to go to a lot. One to two miles is okay, but when you start putting 20 and 30 on there, people, that's an inconvenience. And people are like, no, I want to be where it's all in one stop. So it's trying to find the school location and the driving range on the same area. That was the most difficult thing. Mm. So for a while, we were using truck stops because that was the only place we can rent a little room in a truck stop and have the parking lot right there because it's a, you know, that's where you park trucks. So we did that for a while, and then we um, found places um, in, in different cities or whatever, but it was just finding a stable home Got you. that we can call ours. So you guys would kind of move around for a little while and kind of bring the students to you wherever you're at mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just kind of shuffle while you were still looking for a home base. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got you. So in terms of like uh, the, the knowledge base and, and uh, the curriculum, is that something that's standardized? Is that something that the state supplies you with? Or is that something that you have to kind of put together yourself? So you can um, use the state's manual if you choose to, but um, they're still going to have you kind of add your own little things in it because they, they, they like monitor every second, every minute that these um, students are in this classroom. Like, and it has to be detailed to the T. So we had to, we picked from, we did the, the state's manual and then we kind of like took out things that we were like, hey, I want to go more into depth with that. Hey, I want to teach this. Like we still are probably one of the only schools we teach um, map book reading because we want people to know how to read a map in case the GPS goes out. Not a lot of schools still do that anymore. Um, we still do, um, so we do map book reading and we also do really in depth on paper log books. People don't do that anymore. Right. But we know as being in the trucking industry, these are times, there are going to be times when you're not going to be able to use your GPS. You right. need a map book. There are going to be times when your ELD is going to go out and you, or you get a new truck, your truck is in the shop and you got to rent a truck, you got to go on paper logs. So we try to like hold to that true foundation of trucking. There's still some schools that don't teach um, manuals. Everybody's going to automatic. But we still give the student a choice because we want to hold on to that old foundation. Like, truck diesel is in our blood, man. And so it's kind (laughs) of like we didn't want to just make it all new school. We really wanted to hold to that old foundation. So the biggest thing is for um, this. what I would recommend, though, no lie, if you want to start a school, franchise with a school that's already running because it's going to be a lot easier. For you to just go in with them, have your own builds in your parking lot, and everything is already built. Because going through the state and trying to, it's going to take you almost a year and a half just to get it approved. Mm. And if you don't, if financially, if you can't wait a year, you're going to set yourself back. You know, so it would just be easier to like, you know what, I just want to franchise out and I want to be able to take this thing Put it over here. So we do have that now. We just now started where we actually franchise the school out to people. Oh, dope. People do sometimes kind of get a little upset because they want to put their own twist onto it. And I'm like, hey, it's like McDonald's, you know? You can't take my burger and go to your house. Two pickles, lettuce, and mac sauce. Let's go. You got to do it like McDonald's. And it's always got to be, this is my favorite saying. (laughs) It's blue magic. Yeah. You can't you can't be changing the name on it. You can't cut it up yeah. and make it whatever else you want to make it. Right. Okay? Right. You know, American gangster. <laughs> yeah, you got to make That's it. That's that you, Gary Indiana coming on. out of her, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You can't take my stuff and cut it up. That's French. That's um what he said was What's that? And uh um, 
In in uh in American Gangster. In American Gangster. I can't remember. Yeah, he said you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing I have to tell people. You can't take our knowledge and everything we've worked for it for years and then come in and say, Okay, I want to franchise you, but let me just take it and put my twist on it. Right. Nah, you right. can't do that. That's our that's our stuff. Gotcha. So you gotta take us. You got to take the whole package and it's got to be, it's got to rock with us. You can't change it or nothing because it's going to pay you. The business is going to pay you. So yeah. just rock with the business. Got you. Respect that. And then the, my, this is not my last question, but in that line of questioning, who, who do you guys have to report to in terms of like the state um, and government bodies? Like, are you, do you have to report how many people you're graduating and all that kind of stuff? Like, how does that work? Yep. Um, so that's with our record keeping. It's got to be detailed. You got to know every student that's coming in this door. You got to know every minute that they're in this office. So um, their theory training, their behind-the-wheel training, we have to know if they're coming back from lunch on time um, because all those minutes add up to that completion hour of 160. So by the time you add all those hours up with those logbooks, if they're missing some, you can't let them graduate. We don't. We go, nope, you got to make up those hours because it's important that they're here for that structured time to make sure they learn everything they need to learn. Because just say they come and they only here for 20 hours. Right. Right. They may miss some of the vital things. Like, for instance, one of the girls when we were on the lot today, she said that she missed the first day of straight line. And she said, but now I understand why it was so vital, because like it's like now everybody else is moving ahead of me and I still don't understand how to keep my trailer straight. But so it's things like that that you have to stress to them. This is important. Learning, you got to be here because this training, you're going to take with you for the rest of your life in this industry. There are things that we're going to drop out there on those students because when you got your license, same thing. There are things that the trainer said to you that you still live by to this day. Right. And so we got to make sure that we're providing them that meal that they can still eat off of for years to come. Yeah, yeah, got you. So the initial intent was to start with people coming out of prison, Mm -hmm. right, incarcerated. So is that how things actually end up getting started? And tell me about that first group that kind of came in. Man, (laughs) that first group. (laughs) (laughs) So this is exactly how it happened. I'm sitting on the lot one day. My phone rings. I answer it. And this is exactly what I hear. Yo, this Miss Michelle. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) Who's this? Yo, um, so the guard gave me your number. He said I could get my CDL. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we can help you with that. And I'm like, ooh, Lord. he got a rap. You, you sure we want to do this? <laughs> I was like, like ooh, Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I said, so when you come home? So, yo, look, I just got out, you know. And um, I got my CD, I got my permit, you know, so I'm finna roll up there, but uh, I ain't got nowhere to go. I was like, ooh. You know, you thought right. you were gonna get that, hey, Miss Michelle, you know, how you doing, you know, that, like, right, nah, right, right, man. Right. I was like, ooh, he gonna be rough around the edges. Wow, so so real quick, so he said the guard gave you his your number, so you were, like, advertising in the prison? Mm-hmm. like through my son. Through your son, so... <laughs> Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so your son giving the number to the guards and all that. But not only that, when I would meet police officers, because yeah. I would just know, like, I would go to people's parole, but I wanted to see how it works. So I would just show up for different meetings and stuff in courthouse because I just wanted to see. If they kick me out, you know, I leave. You know, you can't, I don't want to go to jail. Right. But, you know, I would just, I want to see how this stuff works. So I would get to meet different guards and stuff and everything. If I see them eating that Burger King or something, I roll up on them. Hey, I remember. Da, 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 da. Hey, look, here got my card. I'm helping people when they come home get their CDL license, you know. 
just hook me up. Yeah. And they would just like have be having a conversation with somebody probably at the table and child and be like, hey, when you get out, call so and so and so and so. And that's you. really what started happening. So before you know it, my son calls me one day and making say he was like, "Yo, you a mogul in here? <laughs> like people know you, you putting lit. people you on. Yeah. Like people was like, yo, A's, hey, your mama, she still hooking people up. Yeah, people was calling me for people, and they still call me for prayer. They call me like, hey, when I get out, I want to do like literally. So we just became like." Before we were anybody to the people in the free world, we were somebody to the people behind bars. There you that go. meant a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. So back to him. So yep. he he like um like so you know I'm trying to get these CDLs, you know, and I'm trying to bust a move. And I'm like, okay, I got you. And I was like, so you got somewhere to stay in Atlanta? Because he was like three hours away. He was like, no, nah, they told me that um y'all got place to stay on your property. I mean, he was rough, and I did say that. But gotcha. it wasn't like they could stay at the school. Like, I was bringing these people into my home. Wow. So straight out of prison, I was bringing them in my home. Like, we renovated the whole basement. It's like, we opened up our own halfway house. Like, wow. I say, ain't nobody going to tell me I can't train nobody. I don't care what no HOA lady say right, nothing. Right, right, So, <laughs> so the, this is my first student. So I get off the, I had already told him yes. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, because I don't want to say I can't do it. And he might go back and be like, yo, Ace Mama, a liar. So I was like, nah, we got you, yo. Whatever you need, we got you. We're going to pull up. We're going to pick you up. And we're going to train you. So now I got to tell my husband. <laughs> um, remember that little, that, that where it's, yeah. it's happening. It's so happening right now. He comes over to the car and I was like, can you come here for a minute? And I walked him away from the students. I was like, listen, I want to talk to you about something. So can we go? Because he would get loud real quick. Uh -huh. And he's very, like, upfront. Eric don't hide nothing. So he's going to tell you exactly how he feel. Right. If you full of crap, he's going to tell you right there, nah, man, that ain't nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, don't yell at me. You know, you talking, don't yell at me because the students are watching us. Right. So I was like, um, we got our first student coming home from prison. And he was like, oh, okay, that's good. And I was like, um, you know, the Lord said that, you know, our house is, like, not ours. It belongs to him. <laughs> you know? And he was like, okay. yeah. <laughs> and I said, um, he don't got nowhere to go. And I kind of already told him he could come here. So you got to go pick him up tonight. <laughs> that's kind of how I did. I was like, don't what? start yelling. <laughs> he said, Man, I'm tired of God talking to you. He needs to talk to me. You always coming up with this stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He said, God needs to talk to me about that your is, visions. But yeah. you just be talking about God told you something. Like, he don't talk to nobody else. <laughs> I said, he do talk to you. You need to ask him. Right, right, right. Yo, that so is So he funny. was like, nah, we're not doing that. And I said, but... That was the whole plan. I said, why you think we did the basement? He said, girl, I thought you were doing that basement because you wanted me to be in the basement. Not because you wanted to do this, because right. I kind of like threw that in. Yeah. You should redo the basement. Like, plus, you have a spot, little yeah. man cave and all that. <laughs> you made it sound I real took the good. Whole man cave out. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, Yo, so, but he, you know what? He honors the God in me. So he flew right along with it. He okay. just fell into that place. And so um, he went to go pick him up. And he was rough. Oh, yeah, he was rough. And you know what? But though he became, like, one of our really good friends. Like, this kid still calls us. He still, I mean, he's now been driving almost two years. And when I say this kid is, like, exceptional, like, 
when people come behind him, they have some hard shoes to fill because we expect that same thing. Like, he was our first one. But, um, man, he's just, like, he, man, I I can't even explain it, but Ari became, like, a brother to him, mm -hmm. something he never really had, but also a father, too, um, a best friend, everything. And so, in the meantime, while he's there learning from us, Eric was also walking into his calling, too while he was doing it and so he was our first one and then it just rippled from there it was wow. like it was like god was like if you could handle him i'm gonna send you more and before you know it they just start coming in and i hate when i talk to people side note and they be like you let these people live with you i'm like and all i could think about was like i want to do this because what if it was my son that needed somewhere to stay there you go and he just got out and nobody will open the door for him like, and I'm not stupid, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be, we ain't out here just being gullible, you know. Of course, we get licensed to carry and We just ain't going to be dumb, you know. <laughs> but you got to give people a chance, yeah. you know. So, and so for us, it's like, man, their family, they live in our living quarters with us. If we don't have room in the basement, they live in our living quarters with us. We eat together, we go to dinner together. Like, that's what it is. They're part of our family. Wow. Wow. So you, you, you mentioned that um, he was already was with the students when you had put him to the side. So you guys already had some students mm -hmm. kind of training. How, about how many guys people were you training at that point? Man, before at that you, time? Yeah. <laughs> we were training like and when, when we first when we first started, we started off. People still don't believe. So we started off giving people a CDL license for five hundred dollars. Okay. Just to put our name out there. Okay. And so people were calling us like, man, it's a gimmick. Ain't nobody doing that. So we was doing people like 10 people a class, you know, um, maybe five people. But it went from five to 10 to then it went one month. We were at like 20. And to now we're doing like 60 students a month. Wow. Um, simply because people love the, like how you feel when you came here. I mean, when you went on that lot, that's who we are every single day. Like, we, no matter what happens outside that door, when we come in here, all is out because these people need us. And they paid us to do a job. And I don't like playing with people's money or their time. Right. Um, and the other thing you saw that I'm very strict. Like, I'll play with you. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when I came up on all the way, like, I was like, y'all talking about straight lining, right? Yeah. That's what you you made a song and about you, straight And you lining. wasn't playing either. Yeah, I was like, was like nah, that real. ain't what it is. You need to get back to the truck, yo. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, because it's like, um, you have to take people's time and money seriously. You can't play with people's time and money. This could be their last dollar. And I don't want them to waste it on the dream that we can't even help them. Mm. So I take that very serious when they walk in this door because that's how I want to be treated. If I'm spending my money with you, I want you to take my money seriously. Right. So, um, but now we're, and we handle every student with care. No matter how big we get, I made that a promise that we're going to handle each one of them with care. Each one of them are different people. So I can't treat all of them the same. So it doesn't matter how big we get, no matter which trainer comes in here, they have to follow the flow of me and Eric. We got to work together like a family. When we have team meetings, we bring people in to help us do team things. Like we go out for our team meetings. Like we go to Andretti's. We go play top golf. We do stuff like that because I want them to know that they're a part of our family. And if I treat them like a family, they're going to treat those students like a family. Right. So right. that's really important. But yeah, we originally five to, and when we got up to 20, we did it with one truck. 
Mm. We had 20 people on one truck. Wow. But let me tell you something. All 20 of them people passed. Wow. Wow. The, and, and, and the only reason in um, now two, three of them passed like later on simply because they quit the program and then came back. But um, no, we like we keep our word to these people, man, because I went to truck driving school. I know how I felt. I know the things that were done to me. I know um, the rudeness. I, I know that I know that feeling. And I don't want people to walk away from me the way I walked away from them feeling. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.